Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name's Alice. I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience. So it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'll be having a chat with financial coach Julia Day about getting back to it after taking a break and tackling your January tax return. So if you're ready to find out how we're finding the transition between sitting on the sofa all day and actually working, and also want to feel a bit calmer about your tax return, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 44 of Starting the Conversation. I seem to forget to say this in the introduction to last week, but welcome to season two. I thought new year, new me, new season on the podcast, why not? It's almost like season one was the warm-up act. I was finding my feet, you were discovering the podcast, we were all just figuring things out. Because let me tell you, season two is going to be the main event. I have worked incredibly hard to make sure that this year is a big year for this podcast. I've put together some really exciting guest episodes with really inspiring women who I know are just going to bring such honest and open conversations. So actually, if you're listening to this episode in the first couple of weeks that it's out, I am currently traveling all across the UK recording six months worth of guest episodes. So right now, I'm most likely driving on the motorway in a cheap hotel or having a really incredible conversation with a female entrepreneur. So please do be thinking of me. Um, But let's get on with today's episode, which is the first guest episode of the year. And you may have noticed one of two episodes being released today. I know, I'm crazy. Somebody hold me back. Two episodes on one day. There is this episode that you're listening to right now with Julia Day and another episode live with Sophie French. Now you may already know what the link is between those two people and why I've released two guest episodes on one day, but if you don't, both Sophie and Julia are joining me as guest hosts for Gather and Grow. Gather and Grow is the workshop retreat for female entrepreneurs that I launched at the back end of last year, and both Julia and Sophie are joining me to co-host, to help facilitate and to lead workshops. Gather and Grow is all about blending expertise, community and space to empower you to get to the heart of your business and level up what you do. And the reason that I'm getting Sophie and Julia on this week is because tickets are launching this Thursday, Thursday the 10th of January. It feels absolutely crazy to say that. I'm very nervous. I'm very excited. So I thought what better time to get Sophie and Julia on here so that you can get to know them a bit better and also to understand more of what they'll be bringing to the retreat and almost get a little little test of what their expertise is. So in this episode you're listening to right now is with Julia Day who is a financial coach and all round just the most lovely person and we just had a good chat. We discussed how we're finding easing back into work after taking a break and Julia shared some really really helpful and encouraging insight about giving your tax return into HMRC this month. I know it's something that can cause real kind of emotional distress particularly if it's your first time or you feel a bit nervous about messing it up so it's definitely a listen if you want a bit of comfort and encouragement about doing your tax return and also just want to have a bit of a nosy about how we have found easing back into work. Make sure you listen to the end so you can hear what Julia is bringing to the retreat in terms of her workshop and if you want to get connected to what Julia mentioned in the episode and also have a nosy at Gather and Grow, be sure to head to the show notes, which you can either find in the description of the podcast app you're listening to on or at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash Julia Day. So without further ado, enjoy this conversation. 
So we're talking today in this episode all about kind of how we're feeling about going back to work and what it's looked like for us to almost get back to it after taking a break. So obviously this could be relevant to anyone at any time they're listening to this, whether it's kind of after they've taken a holiday or like us, after they're easing back after the Christmas and New Year's break. So for context for people, we're recording this on the 4th of January. So am I right in thinking for both of us, we're both kind of dipping our toe into work at the moment, but not fully like fully, fully back. Is that right for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how have you found that so far? Um, I've actually really enjoyed it. Like whenever I take a break from work, it's always like a conscious decision. Because if I don't kind of say you're stopping now, then I'll just keep doing things. Mm. So I was really worried. Do you know, like, because I think I had like three weeks in total, if you include this week. And I'm always worried. Like the first week, I usually really enjoy it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what if I never want to work again? (laughs) Um, but then by the end of like my time off I'm always like really excited to get back to it like I was actually doing work sort of earlier this week on like New Year's Eve but it was just because I wanted to do it and like I had loads of ideas because I hadn't been sort of working so hard if that makes sense yeah I totally get that I find that's one of the nicest things about taking a break is that Mm. suddenly you do your work for enjoyment as opposed to for necessity like particularly when it comes to like creating content and stuff actually I started planning episodes and writing blog posts because I was kind of felt excited to do that as opposed to the fact that it was on my to-do list which is a really nice feeling because when something you love becomes your business it can be really hard to still kind of find the joy and excitement in it so I quite enjoyed the fact that Christmas made that happen in some way although I'm definitely still struggling to get out of bed at a normal time in the morning. Yeah, I think uh, working from bed the first week of January is a good shout. (laughs) Yes, for sure. How did you find it, like being fully off work? Because I remember we spoke before you went on your break and I was just in the middle of like trying to wrap everything up and you were like, yeah, I finished last week. And I was literally like, you are a queen. I'm obsessed with you. How have you done that? So how, like, I know you talked quite a bit about actually how you spent like a whole week planning for 2019 Mm. at the end of your year but what did that look like wrapping up for work getting everything finished and then actually shutting that laptop and being like okay I'm done goodbye work I'm off for three (laughs) weeks that must have been a big feeling it was and I think because I don't think I'd had like a proper week off since like maybe the beginning of July I think maybe so it was definitely like overdue um and it, I always find it really scary because like, as I said, like, I always think, what if I don't have any ideas? You kind of think like, oh, what if someone gets in there while I'm, while I'm away and like <laughs> takes all my business? But I've just done a launch as well because um, I launched my like membership community at the beginning of December. So I felt like I had done like a lot of work leading up to that period and sort of like a couple of weeks after so I I felt like I could justify it in my head Mm. to take quite a chunk of time off not that you need to justify it but I felt like for me that kind of gave me the peace of mind to do it um and I just feel like I think we've talked about this when we've talked about the retreat before but a lot of the time when you're so busy in your business all the time like you don't get a chance to step back and look at whether you're actually like vision for your business or if you just sort of like spinning your wheels a bit if that makes sense yeah I absolutely love this time of year because I will take any excuse to do that kind of big picture like take a step back intention setting but this is something really 
almost like monumental about a new year where you just feel almost uh, you've compelled in a way to kind of do that big picture thinking and take a break from everything, which is really nice because often in a business when everything's so busy, it's really hard to take that step back, isn't it? Because you things have got to get done and no one else is stopping. So why should you? But you actually took a whole week, didn't you, before you stopped for Christmas to plan or you tell me more about it in your words because I think that was such a cool thing to do and I'm kind of like I should have done that because now I'm like half trying to plan for the year and half trying to actually do my work so what did that week look like for you and I guess why did you do it um well firstly I should say that I'm a massive geek and planning is really fun for me so people kept saying like this isn't a week off if you plan it for business and I was like oh believe me it is I think we're both <laughs> like such nerdy people like we just love like organization and planning and like a mind map it's so lame but I think it's really cool yeah I love a mind map um but yeah I just I think I did. I did like a little series in the membership group because people kept asking me how I planned. But I basically planned a lot of content for this year um, because I I don't really have a problem with like coming up with content, but I panic a bit if I don't know what I'm going to talk about. So like in terms of the podcast, um, I don't know if you're the same, but I tend to usually have like a list of topics that I want to do for the podcast in advance. Mm. Um, and I'll do one of those that seems like relevant that week but if I get to the bottom of that list I do start to like panic a bit yeah um so I spent a lot of time um coming up with things like that planning like new courses for the um the group um and also planning like what I wanted my days to look like and I kind of have like a few bigger projects that I want to do this year so I find that like if I if I say like so I want I want to like develop an app but me saying that terrifies me so I kind of try to break it down into like okay so what do I need to do that and then plan that into sort of like each month and try to be like okay so I need to do these things to get to that step and then I can do these things and get to the next step um and so on and thinking about um how like kind of financial goals and how much money I'd like to make this year and how that could work out and like how many clients I want to take on and yeah basically basically a week of planning geekery I love that fun. and I love what you said as well about breaking down those big goals I actually talked about it on the podcast last week talking about intentions because I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in the whole new year new me thing and I actually love I'm a slight like phase lover so the new year new me thing is very down my street but I think it's really easy to like as you said you take a break and I think it's very true for almost everyone I speak to that the most ideas come when you're doing nothing like when Mm. I'm in the midst of my business I don't my head is not even thinking about new concepts or new ideas but I'm in the shower or I'm on a walk or I'm on a holiday and then that thing hits so I think it's really natural when you take a break for your brain to start whirring but I think the biggest I guess most detrimental thing we can do for ourselves is set these huge targets which maybe aren't unattainable but not give ourselves any kind of actionable way of getting there because like you said to say you know oh in 2019 I'm going to launch an app that is a lot of work and a lot of tasks broken down that if you just look at it as a whole, it's probably quite paralyzing. And I think for me, that's the biggest thing of like how I actually make sure my new year, new me resolutions or goals or intentions or whatever you want to call it actually happen is by breaking it down and ensuring, you know, in this quarter, I'm going to do this. And then therefore I'm a third there or I'm a quarter there. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, totally. Because I think that, like, I guess if you have this, like, massive goal, it's easy to keep putting it aside. But if it's like, oh, I just need to, like, um, I don't know, kind of research developing an app or, like, look at what kind of software you can use to make one, that's a really easy thing to do. So you're less mm-hmm. likely to, like procrastinate on it but yeah I'm a sucker for the new year like I really like it and like loads of people on my timeline this year are saying like oh like don't fall for new year new me and I'm like but I love it let me have my fun (laughs) some people like I've not really set any goals I've just got a couple I'm like I have about 17 split up into different categories there's statistical ones there's narrative based ones there's like a lot going on here yeah like I understand like why people feel pressure around it and then it's kind of like well obviously do what works for you and like you can have your like new year whenever you want like if you get the itch to start goal planning in the spring or in like September when it's like a new school year I think it's do that yeah I love that I think like sorry no you carry on I was gonna say someone on um Instagram the other day I think her name is pink flamingo marketing she was saying like the importance of white space and I think that's like so true and like you've just reminded me of it with what you're saying of like it's if you go for a walk or like you always have a good idea in the shower or like just before you go to sleep and yeah. like the Christmas period is so good for that because no one knows what day it is and like no one's doing anything so you really I was feel like so confused like, between Christmas and New Year's I was literally like where am I who am I what is life I've got no clue <laughs> It was so confusing. I don't like feeling like that. Like, it's a weird feeling because I'm like, is it Thursday? I don't know. Yeah, but you're (laughs) so right. It's almost that, like, up in the air feeling is when things really happen, which in a way is frustrating because you're in a place where you can't or you don't want to do it. But it's amazing because then when you restart from work, whether you've taken a holiday or it's been Christmas or whatever, you're almost ready to go with a new set of kind of ideas and intentions For you, obviously, you're saying that kind of over the Christmas break, you had ideas coming up and things always brewing in you or just ideas that you already had kind of being added to. What's Mm. it look like for you now to ease back into work? Because I guess you've got two priorities, the first of which is to do your regular job, which for you is the membership platform and your coaching clients and all the content you create, but also Mm. kind of make sure that those intentions you've set or the goals you've made are actually happening how have you kind of approached that this week as you've eased back into work? Um, I think so usually what I'll do is I'll sit down on a Sunday and I'll try to like map out my week so that I'm not using like brain energy every day thinking like what do I need to do? I'll Mm -hmm. have it just like in a schedule already. Um, Whereas this week I've just been like really relaxed about it and I've just kind of because I knew that I didn't have to start till next week I've just been sort of like right if there's bits that I want to do that I enjoy I'm going to do those so like I really like writing so like stuff like um blogging I've been like writing a few blog posts um writing a few emails to my list and like drafting those up um I'm really just kind of doing that thing of like doing what I want when I want Mm. which I think is what a lot of people think that being self-employed is like but I don't know about you but it's definitely not like that for me oh my gosh my life is not a dream like I literally it's that idea of working intuitively isn't it which when I have the time I love to do I love to just follow what my interest is and what I'm enjoying but the reality is when you have deadlines and clients and launches like you're working to your own schedule you're not just like 
chilling out every day and working when you fancy but like you said it's almost nice to use easing back into work to have that time because it is so rare when you run your own business to almost be able to work so intuitively yeah and I think that if I'd just sort of snapped my fingers and been back to normal work it would have been like a real shock to the system but I think because I'm doing it this way it's more like I'm like dabbling in it yeah and it's not going to be as much of like a reality shock next week have you opened your inbox yet it's a big question yeah can't leave it for ages like it, the idea of having loads of emails really stresses me out <laughs> yeah I do have to confess I checked it a few times over the Christmas break I didn't reply to anything but I just there was something in me that was like I just need to check that nothing is urgent and no one's dying and no one has sued me or anything else <laughs> yeah I think it's because a lot of my clients are like um doing their tax returns now I don't recommend um, but I kind of felt like um not that I had to reply but I just wanted to reply to kind of reassure them because like some of them would like send over like a quick question or something because they were using this like period to do their tax return so it wasn't a case of like dropping everything to reply but if I had time to like look at what they'd asked and answer it when I could then I did because I just kind of felt like I know it's a busy time like when I worked um in like a corporate company as an accountant like you weren't allowed to take time off in January because mm. there's mm. so many tax returns to do so I don't really mind doing that but let's talk yeah. those dreaded two words tax return now I'm sat here feeling very smug because I showed you, you checked over my tax return for me earlier this year and it was submitted like six months ago and I've never felt so on top of my life ever um but I'm sure as I have been in the position the last two years there are a lot of people listening who right now their goal for this month is to do their tax return um so I guess I'm sure this is a common thing you see but tell me a bit more about what people can do this month to kind of get their brain in gear get it done and I guess a few ways that they can break it down because again complete a tax return is a huge job particularly if they maybe haven't kept up with everything throughout the year so tell me a bit more about from your angle because obviously you're the expert here how people can really tackle that this month because it's a big job yeah it is a big job and I think as well like as you say if you've not done one before then it's a scary task mm-hmm. uh, well I think the main thing to remember is that like no one's waiting to trip you up like HMRC just want you to like pay the right amount of tax um and I think we spoke about this on the episodes that I did with you um, a couple of months ago. But HMRC, if you do make a mistake or you can't pay your bill, you will be a lot better off if you just like get in touch with HMRC and let them know, because at least you're being honest then and they appreciate that. Um, but I think that the best thing you can do now is just if you've got any receipts to sort out or you know you need to update your books, do that first. Don't even look at like logging into HMRC before you've done those and then once you've done them like make sure you've got your HMRC login details um because even that like throws people off like I think because it's one of those tasks where um it's just not a fun thing to do so any kind of reason to like leave it for another couple of days you'll take yeah um so you know things like not being able to log in people are, people are like oh I'll just do it later don't do that <laughs> but yeah like um just make sure you've got all like your login details and uh, if you've been in employment during the year make sure you've got your um p60 and like pay slips and things or your p45 because 
that affects how much self-employment tax you'll have to pay as well. Um, the main thing to remember with the tax return is that the main part of it is just saying what your turnover is, so how much money you've made in total, and um, your expenses amount. And they're the two main things that you need to get right. Um, obviously, you need to get it all right, but they're the bits that like some people do like panic over. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad you said at the start there about how HMRC like aren't out to get you because that's something I've definitely learned this year. I mean, we talked about it in the episode that we did a few months ago about how I had a huge kerfuffle with my past tax returns and mm. was basically thinking that they were going to come to my door and kill me or something very dramatic <laughs> and that all they were after was to trip me up. But the moment I spoke to them about the mistake I'd made and what had gone wrong they were so good about it like they just wanted to help they just wanted to find a way for me to get my tax bill paid and for them to just be able to put a line under it yeah so I think that although I'm not an expert in any way would just be the biggest thing of like if you're sat listening to this and you are slightly terrified by the concept of doing a tax turn whether it's because you think you might mess it up or you can't afford it or whatever like just tell someone like not even tell HMRC first like just tell someone else uh, start that yeah. conversation that becomes so much easier and I guess also people can get in contact with you and work with you on their tax return if that's correct in me assuming that that's something that you do I do yeah so uh, if you've got questions come and ask me <laughs> um, DM me on Instagram um but yeah um what was I saying then um yeah so the income the turnover and your expenses are like the main bit like that's the important bit and then a lot of the rest of it, although it looks really long, is basically ask, answering questions about yourself and your business. So yeah. like confirming details like your national insurance number, um, confirming whether you were a student and when, in case you need to make student loan repayments. Um, and it, it really doesn't take that long. A lot of the questions like you will already know the answer to. Um, and I do have like a step-by-step -step guide on my blog as well, not to like plug my blog. <laughs> no, go for it. I'll link it in the um, show notes. Yeah, there's, so the, it's a full like, you can either like read the written guide, I've just done it step-by-step, -step, or I've also done like a walkthrough video so you can see what the tax return looks like. And a lot of people have said just knowing what it looks like has like helped them to feel less overwhelmed by it because it's like, I think a lot of it is the fear of the unknown. So you don't really know what you're going to be faced with. And I think that just by seeing what it is and what you actually have to fill in, and I kind of go through it all and tell you like what you need to put in each section. Um, I think that like really eases people's minds just because they've got it there in front of them. They know all the different parts. They can even pause the video and like do this in time with the video if they want. Um, and just knowing that, and the video is only 10 minutes long. So you can do your tax return in 10 minutes. It doesn't have to take like all day. Yeah, I fully, fully am behind that because definitely before I'd done one, I A, thought they were really, really hard to complete and was almost like sold the lie that I needed to pay an accountant to do it for me. And I was also terrified of clicking any button in case it like blew the world up or like cancelled my business or made me pay loads of money accidentally like I was just so nervous but like you said the second that you see it and the second you've done it once and you realize that about 10 pages of it you're going to click no to every single question it's pretty easy and I obviously say that with slight like it's easy obviously it, it, you have to put a lot of work into it but it's definitely not as overwhelming as I thought it would be before I did one um, but I know that 
when I was in the position of having never done one, it was like the most terrifying thing. And I'm sure you see that a lot with your clients and people that you speak to. Yeah, totally. And it's not something that we get taught in school, which is mad because I still understand like Pythagoras and I've never had to use that in real life. (laughs) Didn't get taught about tax. I'm impressed you still remember it. I'm not sure I remember Pythagoras. (laughs) I think I was just that traumatised by it that it's stuck in my brain where other useful things could be. Um, But also keep in mind as well that you don't have to do it all at once. You can like save your tax return. If you say like you need realize you need another piece of information, you can save it and come back to it. Um, it, You don't have to do the whole thing again. So, but yeah, like just, you know, I I totally understand why it's scary. And I was actually really scary when I did my first tax return, even though like it's my job to know how to do them. It's still like that thought of like, oh my God, like what if I mess it up? And like, what if... I get it wrong and like I get a massive fine um but that's really unlikely to happen um you don't have to upload your accounts or anything to um the to your tax return unless you've earned over 83,000 pounds and you also don't have to like categorize your expenses you can just put like the total expenses that you've incurred over the year um so it's a lot less work than people think um and it's also quite unlikely that HMRC out of all the many people that are doing self-assessment tax returns in the UK are going to pick yours to be like, right, send us your accounts. We want to do our spot check and make sure that you're doing it right. Like they might do. It's very unlikely. So don't worry too much about it. Uh, I love that. And I'm sure a lot of people have probably breathed a sigh of relief as you've shared that expertise and comfort and kind of it's going to be okay because I think a lot of us find money a really difficult topic to talk about or to there's a lot of like negative feelings around it so I'm really glad that you've broken that down thank you for sharing that um jumping back slightly to the topic of kind of getting back into work after a break so we're both in the same position of kind of dipping our toes in it right now that's why I keep saying to my family they're like are you working I'm like I'm just dipping my toe in I'm just doing a little bit and then kind of I know it's almost a downward spiral isn't it the second you start you get sucked in and then it's full time so what's the next week looking like for you are you like proper back at it is there anything you're doing to kind of still hold on to that almost Christmas break rest feeling or is it just in at the deep end for you yeah it's in at the deep end so I'm doing um an event on Sunday so it's kind of throwing me back in straight away and then I'm actually um working with a charity from Monday um and I need to be in their office like most of the time like during the week so it's gonna be a very full-on oh wow uh, couple of weeks do you find Uh, that quite a shock as someone who works from home to suddenly be like it's going into an office at certain hours because I find or always find that really jolts me I'm a bit like oh I have to be somewhere at a certain time. Someone else is telling me where to be and when. Yeah, I think it's. It, I think it probably will be a bit of a like, what? I can't come and go. It's like, please. Um, but it's um, it's like a, it's a mental health charity in Liverpool, and I'm like really um, passionate about mental health, as you know. And they kind of needed someone to help in their finance department, and they were like, "Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "Sure." Oh, so, that's so um, nice. It must be really nice to almost start 2019 with something that you're really passionate about and obviously feel like you're making a real impact by doing. Yeah, and it's a really small team as well. So I think it's still going to have that sort of like um, small business vibe, which I like. And I've still got loads of time to do like my stuff. Um, 
And I think as well, it sort of it sort of forces me to be more efficient with what I do for the business, which will teach me what needs to be done and what doesn't. Because I, I think you'll probably like struggle with the same. I think most like self-employed people do when it's like a solo business is like tasks take a lot longer than they need to sometimes or I like focus on things that don't really need to be focused on whereas this will kind of force me to like have like assess that and be like right what actually needs to be done and when do I need to do it yeah that's actually one of my kind of intentions for this year is to almost whittle down my work because I was even thinking over the Christmas break I was like I wonder if my work does actually take eight hours a day and five days a week or if I just spread it out because that's the time that I'm given. Like I find it quite interesting to question those kind of things as to like, am I taking up this amount of time for this task because that's how long it takes or just because I'm given that time so therefore it happens. So I always love anything like you being in the office for a week, for example, which almost jolts you into a place where you're like, okay, well, I don't have all that time and all those days. So I'm going to have to figure out what I can do. And I think very often you realise, oh, I could have done that a lot more efficiently or a lot quicker or I could have automated it or done something to make that a lot better. So that's definitely like a 2019 thing for me is like, if I don't need to be working all these hours and all these days, why am I doing that? Stop. <laughs> yeah. And I think it. I used to feel really guilty if I like wasn't working between nine and five on like a weekday. And then I thought like, well, no, because that's not really like, why I went self-employed like I didn't I do do that quite a lot but I also kind of think well if I've done all my work for the day by three why can't I finish then like yeah. it's better to like work I tend to like if I'm like really in the zone with work I tend to get everything done within like six hours maybe so like stretching it out to eight doesn't really make any sense yeah and then it's like you said not giving yourself that moment of like guilt or oh, I should be doing this or everyone else is doing this. And actually, I think when you're coming back from a break, it's almost the easiest time to do that because you've just all been in a space where literally all you've done is not work. So it's a lot easier to kind of reshift the balance between those two, whereas I think it's really hard to do that when you're in the midst of working all day, every day. It's really hard to take a step back and realise that maybe you could cut down. But I think kind of coming back to work is a really nice time to address that and fix it because you're almost in the right headspace for it. Yeah, and you can kind of like think about what you actually enjoy and like when you're most productive as well. And I think something that really helped me towards the end of last year was like, I've got a few more like local friends who are self-employed. So like we'll go out for lunch um, or we'll go and like have a little like co-working afternoon. And it's nice to be around someone who is also not, like in the office nine to five because you kind of like I don't know it's just that sort of like knowing that someone else is is doing it and that it almost gives you that like it's okay like you're allowed to do this kind of feeling yeah yeah I totally with you I think it's really good to kind of at the start of the year address like here are the things that I maybe would like to have more of in my work and not even if that's something that's not like a big financial goal or something that is you know really measurable is like oh actually that would just make me a bit happier or that would make my work a bit more joyful and like it's okay to do that um so obviously you're joining me today for a paired episode with Sophie French and that's not a coincidence um we've got something really exciting coming up together haven't we this year and when is it May I keep forgetting what it is I'm like (laughs) don't forget the date of your own thing otherwise no one else is going to know the date of it um people have probably heard me talk about it already but it's gather and grow which is the workshop retreat 
that I'm hosting and yourself and Sophie, I'm so excited to coming in to host workshops and be guest hosts alongside me. Um, so do you want to tell people just as we round off this episode a bit more about what you're bringing to the retreat? Because actually the tickets launch when this goes out in two days, which feels absolutely crazy to say. Um, so I guess so people can get a bit of a flavor and see if it might be a good fit. Tell them a bit more about what you're bringing to gather and grow. Okay. Also, firstly, I can't believe it's come around this fast. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's in oh three and a bit months. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, because obviously I do a lot of um, financial things. Um, and as I was saying, like, even around the tax return, a lot of it is not a case of not being able to do your tax return. It's that sort of like mindset issue of like feeling overwhelmed with it and feeling like you can't do it. Um, so we're going to talk a lot in my workshop about um, developing a positive money mindset as a business owner. Um, it honestly does affect so much, like even to the point of like thinking I'm not allowed to earn that much money because ABC, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like why we have those thoughts. Um, and we're also going to talk about feeling confident um, charging your worth and pricing your products or services in a way that makes sense to you and also like aligns with your vision for your business because as we were saying before it gets to a point where you're doing so much work that it's hard to take a step back and think is this going in the direction that I want it to um so we'll be yeah those are the basic sort of areas that we'll be covering um anyone who's done a workshop with me before will know that it isn't a case of me just talking for like a few hours (laughs) Um, it's very much like an interactive thing so we'll be sort of like um working around with people's like personal experiences um personal any obstacles that they personally faced and how we can overcome those um, and also doing a couple of fun exercises which if you're anything like me may strike fear into your heart but they're not going to be like you know team building um exercises like what you do when you start a new job or something it's going to be like fun exercises yeah um and like just things that are going to help you like have that breakthrough to sort of feel really good about money and really positive about making money in your business Mm -hmm. I love that I'm genuinely so excited to have you on board because I think money is something that either people see as a bit boring or a bit kind of rigid or they see it as a real taboo topic which can't be talked about and is like bad to be talked about so I'm like so glad to be almost creating space for people to unpack like what their story with money is and what that shows how that shows up in their business and like you said you're going to then guide people through actually like sorting that out and figuring out their pricing and their money mindset and what that kind of does within their business and how they charge people their worth and all those different bits I'm really really excited also, I realised when I said it's three months away, it's five months away. Um, it's not three. I keep thinking it's in March, um, but it's not. <laughs> it's in May. So I just thought I'd clarify for people that a, mo- a minute ago just thought, Alice, you're a total moron. You do not know the months of the year. I apologise for that. Um, have you got anything really, well, not anything. What else have you got coming up in 2019 alongside Gather and Grow? Tell me a bit more about that. Um, well... I really want to I feel like with the membership I've really found like what I really really love doing and I'm passionate about and what people seem to like from me 
Um, so I want to continue to develop that and make that as good as possible. Um, obviously, I'm doing like the, the new courses every month, but I also I'm talking to some um, other businesses about doing some like masterclasses for different like money related things. So things like business banking, um, using accounting software, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm also <laughs> in the process of developing an app, which is very scary. <laughs> um, I don't know how to make an app. Well, I kind of, I'm sort of getting there now. I've made like a little prototype, but I'm just trying to work out how to make it do the things it needs to do. Um, but um, I think this year is going to be like the year of sort of investing in my business. I feel like last year, because it was so new, it was a lot of trying different things to see what worked and what didn't and what I liked doing and what I didn't like doing. Um, and I feel like I know what I want to do now. So I'm, I'm looking to, I'm kind of in a position now where I'm thinking, okay, I kind of know what I, what I where I want to go with this and like what my sort of, um, not five-year plan is. Like, I don't really like doing a five-year plan because I feel like I, d- I don't like putting a that rigid of a time scale on it, but I kind of know what I would like it to be yeah. over the next couple of years. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of being in a position to make that happen, I guess. So that's really exciting. I think um, that's so exciting. And obviously, as much as I say, you know, what have you got coming up in 2019? You've literally just done probably, I don't want to speak for you, but like the biggest launch you've ever done, which is for the Independent Girls Collective. So I'm sure that's yeah, going to be one of your like big things this year, which is technically already launched, but... I'm sure it's going to take up a lot of your kind of time and energy and play a big part in your business. Yeah, I feel like that's where I found my groove. And I'm actually surprised at how much I enjoy the community aspect of it because I had a Facebook group previously and I always found it really hard to encourage people to engage on it. And I feel like with this one, we've got such a lovely group. Um, Not that the other one wasn't, um, but just I don't think that I really knew what I was doing when I kind of put it together. Mm. Um, But we've got such a lovely group. um, Everyone's like really happy to be there. Everyone's really helpful. um, And I just want to kind of, I feel like community is like a big focus for me this year. Um, I really learned like the importance of it last year. And like, because when I first started, I was like, ooh, I'm working on my own. I don't need nobody else. Yep. (laughs) and now now I like I feel like I've really embraced like I feel like I've got my own little community of like kind of people that I know in person um people that are local to me people like yourself who are local but we talk quite a lot um and then sort of my own little community of um people that I work with and um members of the independent girls collective um and it's it's been such a help for me personally that I like understand the importance of it now so I feel like that's a big focus but it's really easy to get overwhelmed when you've got all these like big goals like that's kind of how I was feeling on New Year's Day I was like how am I going to talk last year (laughs) it's kind of a bit overwhelming but that's why I'm kind of glad that we touched on it in this episode of like it's okay to start the year with all these crazy big goals and almost whittle it down to like these are the ones that really feel like a good fit those are great ideas but maybe they're just not for me right now or I don't have the time I've definitely learned in my businesses it's best to like do two things really well than haphazardly do about 10 different things at once whilst failing all of them simultaneously. But I'm so excited for what you're doing this year, not just in terms of your involvement with Gather and Grow in the retreat, but just with your business and seeing that happen. And I'm so glad that we 
found each other and connected. I don't even know how it first happened. I always forget how I meet people and then I suddenly just class them as like a work friend. But it's nice to have you around. It's nice to have someone who like gets it. Yeah, and it's nice to have you around as well. I'm glad. I think I don't even know how we started talking. I think we followed each other for a bit and then suddenly started messaging. Yeah, and then I think when you did my contracts, I was like, this is very intimate. She knows my contracts. I was like, okay, trust this girl. I know I like what your work is. That's like, she gets me. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I will obviously link to who you are, what you do, and kind of the various things you've mentioned, the Independent Girls Collective and all the other blogs and the, um, what was it, the video that you've got of the tax return over on the show notes because I think definitely people will find value and comfort in that. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for joining me. It's been fab having you for the second time on the podcast. We're very honoured. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very honoured to be here and Happy New Year, everyone who's listening and you. Thank you. <laughs> 2018, 2018, I keep saying the wrong year. <laughs> 2019, let's do this.